Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. It is so good to be back in front of you this week. And of course, this is Tuesday, so this is the fix. And who doesn't like a good fix, right? Uh, I'm so encouraged. Uh, you know, whether we know each other through um, Instagram, uh, you know, how we met, like uh, Susie or Angie or Wendy or so many of the others, uh, uh, I'm just I'm just glad that we know each other, and some of us will never meet face to face, but it's like we've known each other forever because we have a common bond. Uh, as it says in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 17, there is a solution. It says that we have a way out on which we can agree and join in brotherly and harmonious action. So the fix is one of those places where we can take the action. Friday is the checkup where we want to do that checkup from the neck up and see where we're at with things and sort of do an evaluation and, and try to be as objective as possible because it's when within our objectivity that we really take a look at ourselves from the inside out and help determine what we're going to need to go and, and fix on down the road. Isn't that right? Recovery is that checks and balances. And, and um, before I can fix something, I need to, number one, know that I need fixing. And then number two, I need to identify what it is. And, and number three, I need to find a, the, the most effective way to, to do that repair. And then I, and then I go on and I, you know, um, uh, wash, rinse, and repeat. And, and that's what recovery is, is all about. And I'm so excited to be a part of the process. And I'm sure you are as well. As always, no matter where you come from, what your background is, what you did or did not do, really doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, who doesn't want to become a better version of themselves, right? Who doesn't want to become just a little bit more well? Or, or even my motto at Recovery Guy is from broken to whole. Um, you know, huge shout out. Uh, first of all, this last weekend, incredible weekend of family. Uh, uh, my daughter, uh, daughter-in-law Phoebe, who's more like a daughter to me, uh, her and uh, uh, my son Rob, they're having our um, eighth grandchild, and that will be in September. And so there was a... Uh, Bridal shower over here. Um, uh, Phoebe's mom, uh, Cherry, flew in from Hawaii, and and her sister was here, and just a great group of individuals. And so my cousin Peter was out from New York. My uh, uh, excuse me, my nephew Peter was out from New York. My nephew Kayla was in from California. Both of who are in recovery. Um, uh, Kayla's coming up on uh, six months. Peter just had seven months the other day. Miracles. It's so wonderful to be in their life. My daughters Kathleen and Carol were out, and, and what a joy and a blessing that is to be with them. Uh, always, um, always a great time to get together uh, with family. And then, of course, there's you. You know, I, I'm so grateful for you and what you bring uh, to the table uh, at uh, at Recovery Guy, and just recently, 
I've really had some great interaction with my friend, Laura, uh, and she is, um, uh, you know, from the States here and, and uh, uh, just a, uh, a good, encouraging person who sends me messages from time to time. My, my dear friend, Angie, just celebrated four years this last week. Um, my, uh, my friend, Tracy, uh, from Ireland, her and I are, are building a greater relationship along with Laura, and, and uh, we're getting to know her and, and her journey and her road to recovery, and that's, that's so exciting. And, uh, and even Jane E. sent me such an encouraging message. So, Jane, if you're listening to this, I cannot express to you what words that you shared with me elevate and encourage and, and continue to um, tell me to dig deeper and wider so, so we can have a greater impact. And it's people like you that help me along the way. You know, and then there's Sabrina. Um, this one new girl I met, uh, she goes by the name of uh, Hayes, H-A-Z-E, on Instagram. And, and I actually was going to pick up some pizzas, right? And, and, and Hayes came out and she said, this is who I am. And I saw your recovery guy license plate on your truck. And I thought, I need to know this guy. And now we're great friends. And she's reaching out to, to Wendy and to Angie. And, and she's got eight months um, uh, sobriety now. And, you know, we're just this incredible family, that is so privileged to to know each other, you know, and and of course Big Mike uh, from from back east, and and just the story goes on and on and on with with Anthony, my good friend Spo, and you know it's it's just a miracle that we have this um, avenue to get together. One of the one of the guys that I really want you to follow because he is so artistically um, uh, capable and such a great entertainer. So I want you to go on Instagram and look up at Tom Polychuk. So a so at T H O M P O L Y C H U K. Tom Polychuk. This cat is so freaking talented. He's like this um, uh, Adam Levine, right? He did a he did a cover uh, of Led Zeppelin the other day and just sort of took it out of its box, unwrapped it, and wrapped it back up with, with his style and, and, and his approach to music. Great keyboard player, wonderful guitar player, and, and a guy in recovery, and just a super badass. And so I want you to follow him because I would imagine, since artists can't go perform, the outreach that they have through social media is either going to make them or break them. And not only is he super talented, but we've had a chance to share some messages, and, and he's a very sincere man and a very sincere father in a committed relationship, and he's, he's getting together and putting together all the things that you and I want when we come into recovery. So please, go check out Tom Polychuk, message him, tell him what he's doing well, encourage him in his music. And follow him, and you're going to like his music. We're we're actually chatting right now about uh, taking one of his tracks, uh, "Lights Out," and uh, and using it as part of the intro and the outro to uh, to Recovery Guy. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that comes to fruition, and uh, and we'll get that started. So hey, let's jump into the podcast. Right, today's uh, topic of the podcast is called "Remove the Mask." 
Does that resonate when I say that? Remove the mask. More often than not, in, in speaking to people of recovery, you know, I come across people who had difficulty identifying who they were, maybe even where they, they fit in and, and how they felt about it. Um, you know, when early childhood is characteristic um, of, of these challenges of, of finding out who you are, it really tends to move along into the early teens and, and up through our more um, formidable later teens and then even early adulthood. Um, the, the early teen years, because of puberty, right, can be like Mr. Toad's wild ride for so many of us. You know, from a, from a biochemical and physiological standpoint, everything is changing. We're going from a child to early adulthood, and, and now expectations are different. There's so many different dynamics going on. If, if ever we were going to get out of alignment with the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual, it's in this window. And so many of us stay disjointed for so long until we find recovery. You know, we come out of that phase even more confused as we try to sort out who we are. You know, while, while doing that, we begin showing others who we want them to think that we are rather than who we are. Therein lies the mask. You know, this is the main reason we begin seeking medication or, or a behavioral distraction. We need something to mask, right? So even though we might want to remove the mask, we can't remove the mask because removing the mask is like taking away the medication. And if you've ever been in pain, I've had a, a number of surgeries, two knee replacement surgeries, back surgery, uh, I've had a number of uh, procedures performed uh, on my eyes and things like that for some vision challenges and um, carpal tunnel for my wrist because I'm an old man. And, and, and I know that medication is needed. I would not want to go through that physical uh, recovery without some type of medication. I don't, even though I'm in recovery, I don't need to be a hero, right? There's nothing wrong with taking things as prescribed, right? As prescribed. There's nothing wrong with that uh, whatsoever. That's another topic. But here you go. Um, as, as From time to time, you'll hear me mention uh, Father Martin's Chalk Talk. To this day, you got to Google this guy. Father Martin Chalk Talk, it is the most incredible talk on alcoholism you may ever hear. And in my 34 plus years of recovery, and a professional podcaster, and listening to other podcasts like my bro Shane Raymer, um, you know, uh, Jay Shetty on On Purpose and things like that, um, I know a good talk when I hear one. Father Martin, in his chalk talk, says, and I quote, it is a natural human response to seek relief from that which is uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying that this is right, especially in light of some of the relief that we seek. I'm just saying that this is often the case, you know, and this is not meant to indict anyone's father or mother or anyone's family for that matter. I just find this a common thread to be true um, 
regardless of the socioeconomic or any other dynamic that would factor into how children are raised. One of the most profound things I ever heard about addiction centers around the theory of a love disorder, a love disorder. Um, I, I understood this, began to understand this after I came back from my relapse and Max Brooks, who was my sponsor at the time, began talking to me about it. And, I, and for the last 34 years, I've been trying to really understand what that means. So rather than go deeply like into that, I'll, I'll go back to the title of the podcast and talk about the mask that we wear and its purpose. The purpose of the mask is to conceal. It is, it is not so much as to conceal who we are as it is how we feel about who we believe we are because they're, they're very different. Who I am and who I think I am aren't always the same. Hopefully there's that alignment and that balance when we get into recovery, but certainly before we get here, um, when we consider the, the definition of the word mask, we find it uh, defined as a cover or partial cover used for disguise. When, when we look at what a mask does, that is when we look at the word conceal, and conceal is defined as to prevent disclosure or recognition of the truth. Isn't that something? So mask is to cover or even to conceal, right? That is what covering is doing. It's concealing as a disguise. And then again, conceal is defined as to prevent disclosure or recognition of the truth. That is so intellectually profound that it could figure out the emotional imbalance and how I had such a difficult time reconciling that when I was younger. I think loneliness caused by emotional separation leads to a fear that we will never fit in, and that frightens us, that scares us. The reason we wear the mask is twofold, I believe. First, it hides who we think you might see while reflecting an image we want you to see. So there's a, there's a dual process of the mask. It hides what I don't want, and it shows what I want you to see. When it comes to concealing, you know, we don't, we don't want to be recognized for the truth we have come to believe about ourselves. This is not necessarily truth but it's the truth that we have come to believe about ourselves. As a, as a person of recovery and, and, and looking or working backward, I find it very sad that I lived there at all, let alone until I was 32 years old. Now, I'm not saying that my entire life was filled with this Eeyore woe is me, 
nothing ever goes right mentality, but that's how I remember it. I mean, it it wasn't completely dark 100% of the time. There was elements of light or glimpses of light. I'm, I know there was, otherwise I really would have killed myself, and I think you would have also. But that would characterize how I lived more so than spending time in the light. It was a very dark place for me. And like music, alcohol and drugs kept me medicated enough there where I could stay alive and do what I called uh, go through life sideways. And again, it wasn't until I was 32 years old when I walked into treatment at the Martin, um, the uh, uh, on on Martin Luther King Boulevard in the Nevada Treatment Center back in February of 1986. I I had turned 32 on January 3rd of of that year, and that would begin my journey. And in reality, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, no one, no one should have to spend the time in that degree of despair and depression. It was so demoralizing waking up and looking at me and finding out that I was that failure or I thought I was. You know, being able to share these things is so powerful and empowering that somewhere along your journey, I hope, I hope you discover that you are absolutely amazing just the way you are. And it is safe to take off the mask. It is no longer necessary to conceal yourself from others. It really isn't. And I, and I know for some of us early on, you know, I'll, I'll share a little bit of um, my nephew, Peter. He won't mind. He's, he's an open book, and I'm so proud of Peter. Seven months, the day before yesterday, or I think it was uh, Thursday, was seven months. And Peter's been in and out of the program for a while. And Peter had been estranged from the family for quite some time. And I know he was so apprehensive because he had such guilt. But he he's become this new person. And 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 finally in in removing the mask to get his seven months, he came out and exposed himself to us. And <laughs> it was remarkable. I mean, we kicking it with Peter was fantastic. And then when you combine that with his sister being in recovery with Kayla and doing so well, and I'm so proud of her, and to just see them together, and brother and sister, and they haven't had the greatest relationship along the way, but (laughs) I have a great suspicion it's about to get really, really good, because now Peter has decided to rejoin the family that loves him, to take off that mask and say, this is who I am, And and I hope you accept it, and of course we do. He's family. It's Peter. He's my nephew. He is the nephew of my uh, of my wife Laura. Uh, Peter's mom tragically 
uh, died of AIDS back in the early 90s, and what a terrible loss that was. And we almost lost Peter, but not anymore, because Peter removed the mask, and we liked what we saw. So what does removing the mask bring us? There, there, there's a few things here that I think are important to take a look at. And, of course, everything is always going to be in the notes of, of what I post. And, and uh, uh, John Barker is always good to get everything posted properly with the descriptions as well as the timeliness of the podcast. So you'll be able to copy these down and use what you want as usual. What does removing the mask bring us? And there's just five things today. I tried to keep it simple. The first thing is to bask in the sunlight of our life. Bask in the sunlight of our life. You know, I don't want to, I didn't want to sound so poetic, but I love the word to bask. And and it reminds me of laying by the pool and just basking in the sun or or when 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 an animal or a bear or something is in the water and they're and they're laying on a on a rock that's exposed to the sun and they're just basking basking in the sunlight and sunlight uh, is very therapeutic it 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 restores cells and nutrients into our body on a physical sense and it helps rejuvenate and heal Getting sun really does. Now, obviously, too much sun as a uh, melanoma survivor. I've got to be very careful. Uh, my dermatologist might tell you I'm not uh, uh, as careful as I should be. Uh, a few years ago, I had a severe case of melanoma, and it scared me quite a lot. And fortunately, Dr. Williams was very aggressive, and uh, the diagnostics came back, and he knew exactly how to dig the deep. And uh, he pulled a nice chunk out of my uh, about of my out of my arm, and uh, but you know what? Thank God, uh, almost four years later, I'm completely cancer-free, and, uh, uh, and, and, and I get to bask again in the sunlight, and I don't have to worry. I know that was a rabbit trail that didn't uh, make a lot of sense, but oh well. But we bask in the sunlight of our life. And, it, and, and for people who went through life sideways, isn't living life and facing life forward, head-on, on life's terms, isn't that a, a wonderful place to be? So we bask in the sunlight. Even even um, uh, Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, when he talks about uh, understanding God as he understood God, he, he said he, he, uh, he stood in the sunlight at last. And you ever feel that radiating feeling? You know what I'm talking about? Um, it may be a little bit cool outside, and uh, but your your vehicle's been sitting in the sun, and even though it's a little cool, there's been direct sunlight on your windshield, and you you get into your vehicle, and that radiating feeling of sunlight feels so warm and so refreshing. You just want to bask in it because it feels so good. That's what I'm talking about. That's the way we were meant to enjoy life. Number two, we we gain new an exciting insight into self and others. When we remove the mask, because we're not only masking to others, 
we're masking and denying to ourself. So when we remove that mask, it's, it's not only a mask that says, hey, to you and to others, this is who I am. I hope you like me. But we also stop lying to ourselves. We stop rationalizing and minimizing and denying who we are, what we did, what we became. And then it also gives others greater insight into us, which is really important because if I give others insight into me, they will draw nearer to me. And in having that connection, again, this, this last weekend, having that family connection with Kathleen and Carol and Peter and Ryan and, and Kayla and, of course, Phoebe was here and my daughter Jane was here and my son-in-law Josh was here. And it was just a great gathering. My mother-in-law Pat, her friend Lynn, it was just a great gathering. And everyone is transparent. We're just having a great time. We have insight into each other, and, and there's a pro, an emotional proximity that occurs, and that's very, very refreshing. I hope you know what I mean, and if not, I hope you uncover it or discover it sooner rather than later. Number three, understand that recovery is an inside job, and it has to be. And I won't spend a lot of time on that. I need you to understand what that means to you. And why would I say that? Why will I tell you emphatically, not marginally, not maybe it's a good idea, but understand that recovery is, and I will use this as an absolute, an inside job. Number four, this one I like a lot. Because finally, I can understand life as, as what uh, is described as indescribably wonderful. I can, number four, live the life. We can live the life we felt we missed. Isn't that wonderful? Don't you want to live that life? You know, I missed out on so much by the time... I stepped into recovery. I, I don't remember much at all in terms of, I mean, highlights of things, but I, but I can't go back and remember things when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, 19 through 25, 26, I, I don't have a lot of memory. You know, I was, I was intoxicated. I was high. I was medicated all those years, you know, I missed out on so much of, of um, the life I had with Kathleen and Carol because remember, I, I walked out on them and I walked out on my wife, Sue. There was so much that I missed. But now I live that life. And the miracle of recovery and the, the miracles of God restores so much, just like our body rebuilds in so many ways. And, and if we catch things in time, uh, we can be restored even in such a physical way as well as the emotional and the other areas that we uh, hope for in the practical experiences of life. We can live the life we felt we missed. 
Certain things, obviously, we can't go back to, and, and that's okay. It has to be okay because I'm not going to live in the negative despair that not being able to have something would bring, especially when there's so much that I have to live and look forward to, right? Everything is forward, not backward. It has to be because I can't change the past. I can just make the present and the future the best I possibly can. And number five, this is so important, but we help others along the way. When I remove my mask, you see me for who I am, and I'm not ashamed of who I was, who I am, and what I hope to become. And that allows me to be of greater service to others. If you think for a moment that what we have been given in recovery is twofold for us to enjoy, but then for us to give away. If you miss that component of recovery, the likelihood is you will lose your recovery because the selfishness and self-centeredness will creep back in. My recovery and my desire, as you've heard me say before, becoming the best possible version of me so I am more equipped to help you. Don't you just love that? That, that twofold blessing? I'm enjoying my life like I've never enjoyed it before, and I get to share it with you because I can encourage you and you can encourage me by what you're doing, what's going on in your life. And it's like, heck yes, I want a part of that. I want a piece of that. I want to elevate to that. And I go and I make it happen. And if, if it's in God's economy for me, I'll get it. But help others along the way. Never underestimate the value of others. So removing the mask brings us back into the sunlight, basking in the sunlight of our life. We gain new and exciting insight into self and others. We understand that recovery is an inside job. Number four, we live the life we felt we missed. And number five, we help others along the way. When these simple steps are applied, we begin to experience the freedom that had eluded us for so long. Hey, please go to recoveryguy.org, download the blogs, download the podcasts, subscribe, share them, go to Instagram, recovery underscore guy, check out everything that you need to about me, message me, let me know how my recovery can best bless you along your recovered way. Look for the new newsletter coming out uh, uh, this week, and Pablo's getting that all prepared and ready to go. Let me know what we can do to make your life more full. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.